0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you to our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Thank you for believing in me. It means the world to me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in week after week. This is phenomenal. I can't believe where we're at with the downloads and we're trending. (laughs) It just blows my mind. And it's because we're bringing on amazing people who have been through a lot, who have overcome. And it's inspiring people all over the world, honestly. And it's so cool. And today I have a very special guest. His name is Weston Clark. Weston, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Todd.
0: Yes. Um, I have known Weston now. How long has it been? <laughs> We've known each other over a year, I would imagine. Yeah, at this point. so
1: a year and three months? Yeah. A year and two months?
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah. Time flies,
1: right? Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, it's well, been amazing.
0: You know, Weston is an amazing human being, and you guys are going to get to, to know Weston today, uh, the way, when I first met Weston was in treatment. I was, I was one of his counselors, you know, slash, you know, life set life, uh, coach, you know, here at Wasatch yeah. recovery. And he went through the program and here we are 13 months later and he's doing amazing. He's clean. He's more than that though. You're happy. Yeah. I mean, you just shine so bright and you have such a, Energy about you. Everyone here talks about like, man, Weston is on fire. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I can't tell you how grateful I am that you you're willing to come share your story. I know, it's it's you, it's a vulnerable thing to do, but I know how um, how you own it, and that's why you. One of the other reasons why you're doing so well. So, okay. I'm excited for people to hear this today. I'm,
1: I'm excited too, Todd. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Well, why don't we just start with. Tell us where you grew up and a little bit about your childhood.
1: Sure. So, yeah, I grew up in a little town called Lehigh, um, and it was actually, it's not little anymore. It's it's crazy big. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of
0: the biggest cities now, I think. <laughs> it is.
1: So, yeah, I grew up in Lehigh. I, I grew up to, I had a brother and sister, um, and I actually, uh, I'll talk about it more, but I had some stepbrothers and sisters that that came into my life later on, but I'll get into that too. Um, and yeah, I grew up in a, our family was, um, we, we, we were family oriented, uh, growing up. Um, we liked to do family stuff. We, we did a lot of, um, camp outs and stuff like that, that I remember. And uh, but, you know, growing up as a kid with my dad, it was, I grew up in a, like a really strict house. Our house was strict, really strict. Um, I remember, you know, as it was, uh, it was tough as a kid to, you know, uh, you know, I, I just had a lot of friends, you know, that grew up in our street and Mm -hmm. that had, that I always, I was like, wow, I, I mean, compared to myself and, and always thought, well, these, these guys got a normal family, you know? And I, and I, I, I really believed that from a young age that like I had it really, I mean, it was just hard, um. But, you know, so, you know, growing up, um, me and my brothers and my brother and sister were really close. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I love my family, you know, no matter what I went through, I, I love my family and, and, you know, I, uh, I had my mom, so my mom ended up passing away, um, and I was like eight years old, um, you know, and, and she had a major heart attack. Mm. Um, and that was one of the hardest things that I think I dealt with as a kid, um, in life. I mean, even to this day, um, you know, there's things that I, that I still struggle with, but, um, yeah, it was hard, uh, to, 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 to have that news. I mean, I, the news broken to me that, you know, my mom had passed away. Right.
0: Um, and how did you handle it in the moment? You know, when you heard the news, like, Maybe kind of tell us a little bit about that. Obviously, it was yeah. very difficult. Yeah.
1: So I was actually it was a, at a sleepover uh, with my grandparents mm-hmm. and and with my uncle and I wasn't there at the house. So I remember um, uh, I had a very a really vivid dream that night <clears throat> about my mom and that she had passed away in my dream. And I remember, really? yeah. It, yeah. And I remember hearing the doorbell ring and I got up to answer the door and I remember, um, it was raining that day. I remember it was raining and, and there was lightning and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And there was all my family and it was, everybody was crying and I didn't, I was looking around. I seen my dad and he was crying. And I didn't see my mom. And, um, I knew that something was wrong and, yeah. um, so yeah, everybody came in and my dad, you know, grabbed me and, and he uh, broke the news that my mom had passed away. And, um, uh, and, um, you know, the hard thing was for me, it was that I wasn't there, you know, I, yeah. I wasn't there. Um, my brother and sister were, and, uh, you know, that was one of the hardest things that I, that I had to deal with is, uh you know, I wish I could have been there to comfort my brother and sister, um, as they were hauling her off in a, a body bag. It was, um, it would have, I'm sure it was tough for them. Um, but Yeah. yeah, it was, that was one of the things that, uh, I mean, I, it, it took me honestly, Todd months. Um, you know, I, I really got really depressed as a kid. Um, so we took about a month off, uh, after she passed away. And, uh, you know, from school. So we didn't go to school, um, kind of just took that time off to heal and, and to, yeah. you know, be around family and yeah. to cope with it. Um, but, um, I remember, um, going back to school, um, and just really depressed. I mean, I, I remember looking at a, an old pitcher, school pitchers, you know, go, going up to, yeah, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the cheesers, you know, the, yeah. you know, the big smiles. And then it was. <laughs> like from when she passed away it was like you could tell that big there was a big change
0: like you weren't smiling like you used to and yep yeah cuz you know again when you lose kind of like the glue to the family so to speak right Yeah. it changes everything mm-hmm. and here you are this little kid you're 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 probably just like how do I try to act normal how do I even move forward right yeah 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 you know? exactly
1: no you're right and it's and that was the one thing that you know it, I I really got in a really bad stump and and um, and I wasn't happy. I, you know, I, I remember, um, I was on medication. So my, my dad had got me on, I think there was, cause I had, um, ADHD really mm-hmm. bad. And so I, I was put on a couple different medications, you know, for, you know, right. at that time. So, um, you know, I remember <clears throat> dealing with, um, going back to school and I remember, you know, one incident that happened that, that, you know, that terrorized me was, um, a, a young kid that was in my class, uh, said, <clears throat> he, he chanted, you don't have a mom, you don't have a mom. And I remember mm. like that devastated me. Yeah. Like I remember I, you know, listening to that. And, and I remember I just sat down in my, my desk and, and I remember the teacher came over and, and, you know, he, he, you know, took the kid out of the room and, you know, he came over to me and, you know, just gave me a really big hug and, and, you know, but that, you know, it was hard. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, something that I struggled with even through, you know, as a child. Um, so my dad, um, so this years had passed after my mom had passed away and my dad, you know, was dating and, and, and actually met, um, my stepmom, which is, he's still married to today. Um, and then I had, um, three brothers and one stepsister. Okay. So, yeah. So there was, uh, what is that? Seven, seven Seven kids. Yeah. (laughs) Family all of a sudden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And, and, you know, and it was really, you know, and that really helped a lot because, you know, I, I think where I was still struggling with, with, um, you know, me and, and, and my self-esteem and, and to, you know, I, I was really, like down on myself and depressed and she came in and kind of, you know, were the mother role and, you know, kind of helped us kids, um, you know, and, and played a big role in, um, you know, where I'm at today, but, you know, just, just to come, just to be a comforter. Sure. Cause I think we all, you know, i that's one thing I, you know, I missed is I, you know, my dad wasn't the comforter kind of guy. Right. And, but moms, you normally moms are, you know, they yeah, they're just, more
0: nurturing, more kind, more sympathetic. Yeah, typically, yeah. not always. Yeah, but you know, but yeah, again, when it when a, a piece of the family is no longer there, whether it's the dad or the mom, it leaves a void like you're talking about, and yeah. you know, it it makes things difficult moving forward, especially when you're that young when it happens, you know. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, and um, you know, with with what's been you know, and the, what as I mentioned too is, you know, my my dad was an alcoholic you know, and dealt with, he had alcohol problems and, um, you know, and, and I, as a kid, I, I grew up, you know, there was, you know, some yelling and, you know, not, not severe violence, but there was some abuse, you know, from the drinking and, and stuff like that, that happened and, um, you know, which is typically with alcohol and, and with any kind of drugs, you know, and, um, so, you know, but, you know, having my stepmom there, she did, or there was a balance and she did, you know, help in, 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 into that. Um, yeah. so, you know, fast forward, just a, just a hair, um, I ended up getting into baseball. So that was one of my things I, Passions. I, I yeah. yeah, I mean, I was really nice. passionate with baseball, um, in, in little league. I, I it kind of was my escape to, yeah to of away from all the kind of the abuse or the, just that lifestyle, um, somewhere I can go and enjoy myself and to just get away. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and my dad, you know, he did, he came to my games, you know, he watched them. Um, he came and watched and, and we did, we spent a lot of time together, um, as a family, we did family things, but it was, it was, there was just, the alcohol was, it seemed like that was always a problem. Yeah. And, and, um, as a kid, you know, I, I, I thought that was normal as I grew up seeing my dad drink. I, I, I believe that, you know, oh, maybe I could. you know, that's normal.
0: It's kind of all you knew, right? Yeah. You saw dad doing that and you're a kid, you, Yeah. you kind of go, and I can relate to that. You know, my family, you know, they grew up drinking and partying yeah. and. It, it just seemed normal to me. It really, truly did. I just thought, oh, this is what, this is what we do yeah, kind of thing. And so yeah. I totally get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And and that's, you know, and, and, um you know, and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. So my mom's mom and dad, um, you know, they tried to spend and, and take us as much as they could, yeah. you know. And they were, <laughs> you know, they were really close with my mom and my mom was really close to them. And so we spent like every weekend at their house for yeah. like, you know, it's like grandma and grandpa's house, you know? Yeah,
0: second family almost like. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong there, you know? know right. <laughs> <laughs> Treats and video games. <laughs> oh, yeah, all day. <laughs> and That's cool. Yeah. And so we, I mean, we did that for years and I mean, like six or seven years, you know, from after my mom passed away. And, you know, and, 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 you know, they tried to, you know, they took us out to do fun things and got us involved with the church, you know, my, my, and my dad did my dad, you know, I, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, and as a kid, my dad would just take us to church and, and drop us off. And, and, you know, he'd, you know, go back home. He never was active or anything like that, but, you know, he at least would take us there and give us right. that opportunity, yeah. which I'm grateful for.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: And, and so our, our grandparents did the same thing and, and, you know, it was, um, you know, life was really, life was good. I mean, I we spent a lot of time with family, um, which was fun. But, you know, I noticed that, you know, I still had those problems that I never, like depression, anxiety, yeah. um, you know, that I, I wasn't good enough or I wasn't, um, you know. I, I was a small kid, so I, 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 you know, I got cut from the baseball teams, you know, until my senior year. Right. So it was like, I was, I felt like I wasn't good enough. That's, yeah. that's what I really okay. believed. And, and that was like for years I'd harbored that in my head and, um, and, and it started to actually as when I was in high school. So I was about 15 when I started to try marijuana Okay. and, and, you know, and I remember with my cousin, um, you know, we would go on our like Thanksgiving, you know, trips up to the cabin. And, and I remember the first time I, I smoked weed and I remember like, it was the, like the best thing that I ever tried. You know, that's what I, I thought like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and,
0: you know, I want to point something out there. Cause I yeah. think I hear that a lot over the years. And typically when a, when a kid, male, female, doesn't matter. Who's been struggling with depression, anxiety? They're they're down. Whether it's because of a death or whatever other reason it may be, when they try a substance, whether it's marijuana or something else, mm-hmm. that that instant relief feels like it's so amazing, right? Yeah. And I I'm just being honest. Yeah. And that's why kids who are really struggling when they try that, little do they know the path they're going down. But that's why they go, wow, this I haven't felt like this in a. I want to feel good kind of thing. And did you notice that as you were doing this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what it was doing was like numbing that, that pain. And it was like that escape that I, um, you know, like the, the depression, um, you know, that I felt like when I, when I felt good, but I felt like that was to feel good. I had to smoke weed or do start doing drugs. That's what I believed. And, um, yeah, and so like I I was hooked. I mean, I remember I, you know, it was every weekend. I I would go to school, and I remember this is in high school, and and I remember I made the, so I made the baseball team. So I made the baseball team. I and after I've been cut, and and I still had the habit. Like I still remember we would you know going on our bus rides to you know out of out, you know to Emory County or whatever it was, and we would uh, smoke a joint before the bus ride. Right. And I remember, um, you know, that's, that's how bad it was, you know, but I, you know, I thought I could, you know, I believe that I could, you know, play baseball and, and do those kind of things. And, and, you know, but slowly it, it, it's, you know, it started to affect yeah. my point, my, how I reacted and yeah. how I played. I mean, I, I remember I in an outfield. I, there was a pop fly that came out there and and I never missed a pop fly ever. And, and I, it like came right in my mitt, and it, bounced right off my mitt. And I, and I was like, and the coach was looking at me, he's like, what are you doing? Yeah, You know? And I was like, Whoa, you know, what the crap? But, you know, and, and so it, you know, it started to, you know, every weekend I would, I remember it, I'd go to school and that was one thing I looked forward to was, uh, going to my cousins and, and, and partying, you know? And, and, right. and so I did that for, you know, um, you know, years, I mean, through high school, um, you know, and, you <clears throat> know, you know, I guess so. I did, I did graduate. You know, I did barely graduate and I, I had to keep a 2.0 to play baseball. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, shouldn't be too
0: hard to get the 2.0, but sometimes it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you,
1: it was tough for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so, you know, I, I, uh, so I, I ended up getting into the, some more of the harder drugs, um, which mm-hmm. was, uh, methamphetamine. That was when I got into high school and out of high school, I started dabbling into that. Um, and I remember, you know, honestly, Todd, I, I, I had problems with self-esteem, you know, my whole right. childhood, I felt like, you know, I just wanted to, to be able to fit in with a group or fit in with somebody. Right. And, you know, when I, when I got out of high school, um, you know, I had a lot of good friends, but you know, I, you know, they weren't, uh, the the more I started using, the more those good friends that I stopped hanging out with. And then it was more of the, more of the people that, you know, that, that basically were, had problems just like me, like that were addicts. And so I came out of high school, I started, um, really, really getting into methamphetamines really hard. And I remember, um, you know, I, I, was living with my dad at the house at the time. And, you know, and I, and you know, it was like, we had bedtime, you know, if it was under his roof, roof, you know, it was okay. You got to eight o'clock, you know, lights out, even though it's still light, right. You know, it was lights out. You're under my roof, you're under my roof living here. You know, um, you got to be under my rules. And I honestly, I didn't want to, at that time, I didn't want to live by his rules. I want to do it my way. Right. And, you know, that, that's where I, you know, left home. I said, you know what, I'm not going to listen to you, you know, and we got in a bad argument and I left, I left and, and I, you know, I didn't come back. I, I remember, um, so I'd had an inheritance. I had a, a good chunk of money that from when my mom passed away, um, you know, and it was, it was probably $40,000 that I'd had as, as, you know, mm-hmm. that I could use whenever I needed. Yeah. and so I mean I was like hey $40,000 out of high school bought me a nice car and, and partied it you know I partied you know I used that money just blew it I mean and I remember you know I disappeared for I mean I think it was a year 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 and a half like I didn't talk to my family I mean they were really yeah so you and,
0: just cut it, cut them all off and just went your other direction yeah wow
1: Yeah. And I, and I remember, um, you know, I remember just wanting to fit in and the people that I was hanging out with were the people that were telling me what I wanted to hear. Basically, you know, you know, being my friend, Mm -hmm. they were the, but you know, I didn't notice what, you know, they were, you know, it's like when you have money, you know, you, you, people take advantage, you know, and, and, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't even know who I was, Todd. I, I remember. Sure. Like I was lost. I mean, I remember I was so addicted. To, I was so addicted to. I mean, anything. I mean, drinking. You know, it was meth, heroin, cocaine. I mean, it was whatever I could do to 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 numb, but just to, whatever I could do to fit in with and feel cool. Because
0: how quickly did you go through that money? Was it like it was, within a year? Within a year, gone, yeah, gone. All all with drugs and a car.
1: Yeah, and and wow. the the car that I had actually had you know, ended up getting, uh, wrecked by a, f- by a friend that, that took it and wrecked it and rolled it, didn't have insurance. So I'd lost that, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember, you know, I, I didn't want to go back home. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that, you know? And I thought, well, you know what, um, I can do th- I'm going to do this on my own. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, try to shape up. And, and, and so I ended up having, uh, I got, I met a, a woman, my ex-wife and, mm-hmm. and, and I had three kids okay. with her and that's where, yeah. you know, I kind of, you know, I thought, well, you know, I, I can have kids, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to try to do this and, and try to, you know, be responsible and try to do it my way and, 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 you know, and try but to,
0: you're, but you're still doing drugs. Yeah.
1: At yeah. This point, Heavy, Yeah. heavy. And so I actually, you know, I, um, Isn't you know, that I,
0: interesting, like, you're, you're heavily into drugs, and you have these thoughts that, hey, I, I can have kids. I can be a dad. Yeah. You know? It, was there a part of you that were thinking, well, maybe if I have a kid, this will shake me up? Yeah. Because I, I think some people get caught up in that, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had I had that belief that I, you know, if I, you know, you know I don't know where I got it from, but I, I really did. I thought, okay, I have kids, and then that'll get me to straighten up, and, and I can, all them problems that I had in the past, I right. can just... they don't matter, you know, I just sweep them under the rug and, and -hmm. take care of my kids. And that didn't work. You know, I, I remember, you know, having, so I had three kids within, um, three years. So they're three, two and a one-year-old and, uh, um, which they're great kids by the way. Sure. Oh yeah. Love them to death. Um, but you know, they, I still had a really bad addiction and me and my ex-wife did. Um, and so I, you know, we, you know, we, we, our addictions, I mean, got my kids taken away. My kids, uh, my, my two youngest, um, you know, I, I got, they got adopted out. And then my, my oldest, um, you know, got taken by my, my ex wife's family, um, which was the best thing at that time because yeah. they were, I mean, just going through yeah. hell.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: And so, you know, that was, you know, that was really tough. And, and, You know, and when I, when that happened, Todd, I, I remember, you know, when they, when they got taken, I thought, you know what, my life's, my life's over. You know, I thought, you know, why, why try, why, why, I mean, why get clean? Why do it just go all out, you know? And, and that's what I did. I, I remember, um, you know, my addiction got even worse from there and that was, that was bad. Um, you know, but it got worse and I remember, um, you know, disappearing. I mean, I, I don't think like I, I my family hadn't seen me in years mm. and, you know, yeah. I remember, um, you know, I remember my little brother and I remember him calling me up and he said, uh, he says, I just want you to know I love you. And I worry about you. He's like, and I remember he says, where are you at? And I told him where I was at. And I remember he showed up and he never left my side. And I remember uh, wow. I did all that. I did all that stuff. I was, I was using, I was doing it all around him. And he didn't, he, he just looked at me like, you know, his eyes just teared up you know and you know I uh, you know I think about that to this day how grateful I was to have him be there at that time because honestly Mm -hmm. Todd I I think like my life was really depressed I was really depressed and and I even contemplated suicide and to have my little brother there just to be my sidekick and go through that you know and you know, I'm so grateful for him, but you know, it was, it was tough. I, I, I really did put a lot of my family through a lot of, um, you know, a pain and, and in, in my kids, you know, and you know, that's, uh, you know, that it just, it just com- compounded everything so much worse, you know, and, yeah. and I really did. I, I, you know, I, I went as, as an addict for, you know, 20, 23 years, you know, I, I you know i and it just 20, got
0: twenty three years twenty
1: three years wow, and it went in for you know i mean just i mean i I used every drug you could possibly think was addicted to pornography, I was addicted to you know masturbation sex, i mean honestly Todd it was I had an addiction to everything and it and it really it really got to that point where you know i honestly. Thought that I would be better off dead, and I really did. I, I, uh, you know, and and the thing that's really crazy about addiction is, is you know, it it will it kills you either if it kills you, you know, self-inflictedly or you know or the drugs kill you, yeah. but it, it eventually will kill you. It, it sucks. It sucks your soul. It sucked my soul dry, and I remember um, you know, 23 years of, of, of drug abuse. And, and, and I would, you know, I spent probably, I don't know, 23 times, 24 times in jail, in and out of jail, Wow, in and out of jail. And I, in and I remember, you know, getting in, I got involved with, um, you know, uh, a a drug distribution ring and this was, uh, 2011. And I remember, um, you know, having two first degree felonies and nine second degree distribution charges. And, you know, I remember thinking, you know, what? I'm done. Like I'm done. I I didn't even know yeah. like having that stuff. I mean, getting pulled over and, you know, and just, you know, the cops like you're going to jail and I'm like, for what? And he's like, you got two first degree felonies, nine second degree felonies. And so, you know, I, there was a lot of, you know thinking that I had you know that when I was sitting in jail um you know like the the 20-something time I've been to jail and and still haven't still didn't you know, haven't learned you know and and oh I you know my thing was is I would go to jail and I'd you know I'd pray to God and I would ask him okay God I will change this time just let me out of jail and I'll you know please
0: yeah one of those bargaining
1: <laughs> yeah with God yeah and and I, and it, you know what the thing that's really cool about God is he listens and no matter what like mm. he he had always I always ended up getting out of jail every time like I would do I'd go in there and I you know and I'm yeah and I love I love the I love the gospel and I love you know reading scriptures in the Bible and I and and but I do it when I would go in there and I would you know I'd get on, t- get on the boat, you know, get on, go to church uh, on Sunday in there and then do everything. I'm um, make my commitment in, with God.
0: Like if you'll, if, if I get out of here, yeah. I'll be clean. I'll yeah. do the right thing. Yeah. And then you get out. Yeah. Then what?
1: Then right back into the, Yeah, and that was the same. And so, you know, I ended up doing a couple years in Salt Lake County jail, um, you know, and that was. You know, and I got out and and right back into the, you know, I had a a girlfriend at the time that was using right back into the, you know, because I honestly, I thought that I could, okay, I can go back into this relationship and and be clean and and, and be okay with even if she wants to to use. But that doesn't happen. That
0: doesn't work. (laughs) It's funny how we we somehow justify that that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like oh yeah, she's an active user, but I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, never works out well. Yeah, ever.
1: It's and it's what it's funny because they call it in AA meetings, it's insanity. You know, it's, yeah. it's it, insane. It, it is, and and honestly, like it, it <laughs> it's all, You know, it's funny because I, you know, I, yeah. I to this day, I, I, you know, there's I, me and my brother actually laugh about, you know, like that. You know, it's like you know, I actually thought like, you know, before I actually came into treatment, you know, I had this a girlfriend and, and, you know, and and I was, I was deep. So fast forward, I was deep. I I ended up, okay. I ended up losing everything I had. Um, I had, (laughs) yeah, again, so I, (laughs) there's a, you know, there's a pattern here. Yeah. And so I remember, um, you know, I was really, really bad with on heroin. I was addicted to heroin for about a year and a half. And this was every day. Um, just, I, I mean, I couldn't move if I didn't have it. Yeah. Um, and I remember, um, you know, uh, leaving and giving a friend a ride to somewhere in West Jordan. And, and I remember, um, in, in this time, you know, my life is just, I was so wore out, Todd. I, I remember like I would pray even though I was really high and, yeah. and, and, and struggling with my addiction, but I still, still prayed. prayed, still prayed. And, and, and I really had a, that communication with heavenly father and, and, and I remember, you know, I I asked him, you know, I just was so wore out. I asked for help. And, and I remember, and, you know, as I was leaving this house, we got pulled over by um, uh, some cops. And I remember looking down into my, uh, I remember looking down on the ground and, you know, I had paraphernalia. Uh, heroin. There was just so much on. If it was just paraphernalia everywhere, and I remember, he walked up to the window, and he looked in, and I just was like, "Man, I." He could tell I just was like done, you know. Yeah. And, you know, like, I remember he said, "Step out of the car," and and he put me in handcuffs, and I felt so relieved, you know. I felt like there was like a weight lifted off my shoulder and you know,
0: like I can finally stop at this point. Like I'm like, I'm finally like, like think about it. You were like, you felt relief in handcuffs. Yeah. That's a very telling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I remember, you know, like the, you know, the, the years that I'd been praying and, and wanting help, you know, and I knew that like, you know, I had to like, I know it was God's time and I knew that I had to even, like, even to go on longer than I did, there was a reason behind it. And, you know, and I was sitting in handcuffs, like, I could feel God's grace. I could feel like that, you know, like I didn't have to struggle anymore. And, and I remember as I was heading back, heading down to the jail, um, you know, they impounded my car. You know, I didn't, I was, I was living in it at the time. Wow. And so I remember, um, you know, all my stuff was gone. I lost all my stuff, my car and I was sitting in jail and I remember, um, you know, they, I met this guy and the, the crazy thing is, is this, this kid, the nicest kid ever was sitting into in the pit with me, had the same, we had the same birthdays, Really. same birthday, 8, 11, 81. And I remember that. And, and, and I remember they both called our the, the jailer called our name and said called us up and they said you guys are getting overcrowded released and I was like are you kidding me I'm like I didn't want to you didn't want that no you're like no keep me <laughs> yeah really yeah. and I remember um, you know I remember uh, yeah they overcrowded release us uh, kicked us out and, and I had nowhere to go I was homeless and this this kid um you know, he says, "Well, you know what? I come. I'll get us a taxi to my place. You can just stay in the, my my car. I'll leave the car running for the heater. You can just stay out, and I'll give you a ride wherever right. you need in the morning when 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 the sun comes up." And I thought, okay, you know, that's really nice. Yeah, sure. You know, and and so he gave me a ride the next morning, and and I remember, um, you know, having nowhere to go. I was homeless, yeah. hungry. Um, you know, I had like just just, dis- I had despair that, you know, I just didn't know what, like, I, I was scared. I, you know, I didn't know what else to do. You know, I says, well, I, they won't take me to jail, you know, and I prayed, like, I honestly, <sighs> I was in the back of a Dollar Tree parking lot. And I remember I kneeled down in prayer and I didn't even care at that time. I, you know, I didn't even, you know, it was like, I just needed help Todd yeah. and I had this impression to call my brother the one that the same one that came and stood yeah, by you
0: and didn't leave yeah. yeah
1: and I remember calling him and I says you know and I hadn't seen you know i would seen my brothers and family for years and I, I just said hey I need Cade, I need help And his wife, you know, she was hesitant because of my my history. Because of your past. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Which is understandable. That's where they'll never trust you again. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We talked a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and and Cade, you know, he says, No, he says, There's something there's something. I need to go get him. Mm Mhm. And Todd, you know, I I'll never forget in that time, like when I when I fully surrendered. To God and then to let him take the will was that time. And I remember it didn't matter. Like I, I remember even he says, don't leave. He says, I'm leaving Spanish fork. He says, i gonna be up there in 30 minutes. Don't leave. And I remember in that time when I got off the phone with him and I, and this was my, my addict mind, I, I thought, yeah. well, maybe I can just, you know, call somebody real quick and, and get a fix. And then, you know it, but you, wow. know, yeah. And it, I was clawing and scratching, and you know the crazy thing is, is I. It didn't matter who I called, nobody answered. So you actually tried. I tried. Wow, and no one answered. Nobody answered, and and I, you know, it's it's crazy because when he got up there and and picked me up, and and I remember, you know, he's like, and I'm like, well, there's this one girl. You know, I was just like, let me just call her. We can go meet up with her, you know, I'll, he says, dude, like it's over. Like it's, you're, you're done. I mean, let's, let's get you some help. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember, you know, um, saying, okay, I'm, um, I'm, you know, I'm willing, I'm, I'm wanting, I'm wanting something better than what I've had for the last 23 years. Because honestly, like I've, you know, I've got, so many faults. I've got so many problems. I've got so much that I need to deal with, but I can't do it alone. I gotta have help. Yeah. For sure. And and I remember he's like, okay, well, you know, I I can we'll get you into treatment. We'll come detox at my house and we'll get you into treatment, um, which Wasatch Recovery was Is that
0: what led up to coming here? Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I I remember, you know, I when I, when I detoxed there at the house, at his house off heroin. And it was like, I, I didn't even like, I was just, I started to feel what recovery, what being sober felt like after 20 something years. Like, I didn't know, like, I forgot Jeez. what it felt like to, to live, um, to have like, to feel good, just to feel yeah. good, just to feel myself. Cause honestly, Todd, I felt like I didn't even know who I was. Like I lived this this lie. I lived this, you know. I was dishonest. I I stole. I, you know. I just did whatever I could do to to help pay for my habit. But, like I forgot, like who I really was. Yeah. And and I remember, um, you know, um, you know, getting into treatment. And he says, "Well, this you got to do it this way." And, you know, and I remember, you know, coming through Wasatch Recovery, and then. You know, which was like, I've never, I never did treatment, never, never did. I mean, I think I did like once, one little <laughs> stent, you know, right. but it wasn't like I didn't take it serious. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I got into to treatment and, and, you know, I started getting in tune with my higher power, my, my, my heavenly father. And, uh, you know,
0: what were some of the things that stood out to you there? I want to get to the higher power for sure. Yeah. Cause that's a big part of your recovery for sure. Yeah. So you come here to Wasatch. What were some of the things that you went through here, and maybe some of the things you learned here? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and that's I when I that. got to meet with you and work with you, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, and just my impression of you, and and you know, anyone here would say the same thing that I work with. You just you ooze this positivity, this kindness, this compassion, and you you would exude that to everyone, but. But you weren't doing it to yourself. Yeah, you're beating yourself up so much. You know, yeah. that was my first impression with you. And uh, but it was it was great I was grateful to be able to be a part of your you know journey here. Yeah. And you know so. But i was just curious on what maybe stands out to you. Yeah. You know, here you know, here you are. You know, back again here in, a, <laughs> yeah. in the office. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good question,
1: Todd. I love it. Uh so you know one thing that I learned you know coming through treatment is. You know vulnerability I think that like was because like I avoided being vulnerable sure and 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 you know like I we I mean I think as individuals and humans like sometimes it's like we we we, we back up we don't want to mm-hmm. you know feel pain yeah. or feel those feel For feelings sure. or, or shame or guilt um, yep. you know but one thing I, I learned here was is my vote to get vulnerable yeah and to be uncomfortable Mm-hmm. because honestly, like I, I, Todd, I, I, that's why I used drugs for so many years because I didn't like to feel uncomfortable and I yeah. didn't like to feel vulnerable
0: yeah.
1: and, and I, and I numbed those out. But you know, when I came here and, and, and sat through processes and really just, but like, honestly, it was, it was being honest with myself and yeah, to, sure. to, to, you know, have both feet in, you know you can't just you know it's hard you can't just have one in one foot in one foot out you got to be all in and and i think you know is just getting everything off your chest being honest and just 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 speaking everything all the problems and just getting vulnerable because you know i love being vulnerable and i think that's the thing that, that I love and especially when you're, you're connecting with somebody yeah. like we're doing is, is sure. there's nothing more powerful than being vulnerable and to connect with somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's like, you know, you know, you, you feel that you don't want to stop. You need listen. You're like, keep going. You're like, you know, that's yeah. one thing I love about it. And, and, and just the willingness, you know, I think yeah, just having the willingness and I, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. And, and, um, you know, and it, honestly, Todd, I remember the the month that I, uh, so it wasn't. I decided that the first month it was going to be my way. I was going to have this. I, I think you remember, but I had this oh, yeah. this calendar. Set up. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, there's my exit date. You know, and 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 I remember, Todd. I remember you called me out and you said, "Why, why are you even? Why do you do drugs?" You and I and like I sat there and I'm like. I couldn't even answer that question. Yeah. I couldn't even answer that question. And that's when it was like that paradigm shift of like, okay, I'm I'm going to stay. I'm going to let it. Yeah. I'm going to let, I'm going to let, you know, you guys do your work and I'm, I'm going to let God, it's his will. Yeah. It's, it's not mine because mine was 23 years of doing it my way and it didn't get me nowhere. Todd, it yeah. got me homeless, jail. Um, you know, lonely. You know, it just it didn't work, and so you know, I I I loved recovery. You know, I came through, and you know, I decided to s- just to stay and and do as much study as long as I could. And yeah,
0: and I remember that shift when you were here. <laughs> it's funny because when people come here, they always have like, I'm here thirty days and I'm out of here. I'm gonna do it. yeah, yeah. And you know, there's a. A beautiful statement by um, Tony Robbins. Actually, yeah. he says if you're counting the days, it's not lasting change. Yeah. It's not wow. permanent lasting change. And and I thought, wow, that is so powerful. It's like if you're counting the days here at Wasatch, what's the point? Yeah. Like, why? What do you got to run off to? You have nothing. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, you lost your car, which was your home. Yeah, you've lost everything. Even relationships, you got your one brother who's got your back a little bit, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he's like, dude, I can't do anything for you at this point. You need yeah. to go do some work. Yeah. You have nothing. It's so funny. What are you running off to? Yeah. What do oh, you yeah. got to hurry and get out of here for? <laughs> yeah. what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I always laugh. I'm like, yeah. so what do you got to rush off to? And they're yeah. like, nothing. Yeah. you have a job? No. you have family even talking to you? Not right now. Yeah. I'm like, well. What are you what? <laughs> got a date. But it was really cool that eventually we, we all here at Wasatch saw that shift in you. Yeah. And, uh, and boy, you really did. You started getting vulnerable. You started sharing more. Yeah. I mean, you'd break down crying in my office every time we would meet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. there, and a lot of times they were really happy tears, yeah. you know, cause you were just, you could just feel your heart softening through this process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's one thing I was grateful for. And, and I think one thing I want to touch on too is, you know, yeah, is please. with, with, you know, when we hit rock bottom, I think that rock bottom is. Like, you know, and I, you know, Todd, you taught me this, you know, and I remember, like, when I look at my rock bottom, is like being grateful, being grateful. Cause, you know, I think like we have to go through trials, we go through tribulation, we go through pain and suffering, we go through a lot of things in life. And, and I think like rock bottom, and I can't remember. I, I might butcher this, but <laughs> is is uh, in, in LDS twelve step meeting, they somebody shared saying that hitting rock bottoms where you find um, the foundation of God in in, in someone like that. You know, I'm not sure, but
0: well, yeah, it's almost like you, there's nothing hindering you at this point that would keep you from connecting with God. It's almost like the last. This is it. Yeah, you can't go any further, so to speak, unless you're dead. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. So usually that's when people say, OK, I, I'm ready to change my life. But I'm grateful that I hit rock bottom or I wouldn't have been in this mindset, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's one thing that, you know, I, <laughs> but, you know, for so year, many years, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't live it. You know, I was like, you know, played the victim and, <laughs> and, and so for a long time. Well, you were a big victim when you got here. <laughs> Boy, you know, it was like everybody's fault but mine. Yeah, and I
0: called you out a lot on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you just look at me like, "What?" And, and but you were really open to f- the feedback, you know. Yeah. And you'd be like, "Yep, I see what I'm doing here." And that's what I loved because you were just, you took the feedback. It stung at times, but you took it. And you're like, "Okay, I got to be better." Yeah, I see where I'm playing the victim here. Yeah, you know. And to see you overcome that while you were here, and obviously stuff you continued working on as you, you know, as you left residential, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was, yeah,
1: it was been, it's been a really good journey. I mean, just to overcome those, you know, the, I mean, cause there was so many problems. I mean, I had so many things that were going on and honestly, like I, I remember when I left here, like, I just was like, you know, I'm like, this is what recovery's about, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, you know, and so, you know, I left, I left residential and, um, you know, I, you know, which, which I'm forever grateful for this place, you know, and, and, but I, I got into, you know, doing aftercare and, and yeah. stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, and one thing that I did learn that I, I want to share too is service. Yeah. What's well, one thing I learned here yeah. at Wasatch was, is service work. And, um, you know, I, you know, one thing that there's a, there's a quote is when we're in the service of, our, of others, we're in the service of our Lord. our heavenly father. And, and I, I love that because, you know, I, for years I was so selfish and, and all about me. And when I came through treatment, I started to learn how to be selfless to learn how to, you know, love and care for others to help others to, um, you know, because I mean, that's, you know, when you're, when you're helping doing those kind of things, Todd, like that's the last thing on my mind is I want to go and, and right. put something, take something into my body. Sure. You know, and, yeah. and, and that's one thing I loved and, and I, and I'll remember, and I still do that, you know, and I love service work. I, you know, when we have with COVID, it's been hard because we haven't been able to get out there and, and do those kind of things like, you know, service work and stuff, but you know, it's slowly coming back, but, yeah. um, you know, I, service is a big one, um, you know, I think that's yeah one of my, awesome. f- my favorites.
0: Well, and that's you, dude. You, and even when you were here, I could tell you were always the guy to help. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had to move chairs, anything like that. It might sound so simple, but so many people just walk away noticing that we're working. You would always hop in. You were always pitching in. You know, when you guys would go on experiential with Tina mm-hmm. and Tessa, you guys yeah. would, I mean, you were always the guy that was leading the way. And, and they would say that. I mean, we talk about you all the time. Oh, and... Thanks you put in the work weston i just want to i want to give a shout out to you right now just honestly like you came here and did the work you know if you you could have come here and so many people do and they don't put in the work and then they wonder why nothing's changing dude you really did put in the work and it was so impressive to watch and even when you left and you went to aftercare and all that other stuff you continued working and what i love about you now and i want you to touch base on this like you really are like so spiritually connected and I know you believe in your your father in heaven yeah. and you're you're a faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and yeah. it's a big part of your recovery did that was that like a gradually did it just gradually get strong or did something happen after treatment or was it during treatment like cuz you're on fire right now <laughs> like you really are <laughs> thank it's you It's so fun to watch you know <laughs> so just yeah. touch
1: base on that for us yeah I'd love to thank you um So, yeah, actually, you know, I've always had a a spiritual side to me, um, as a kid. And I think Mm -hmm. that came from just before I was even, you know, thousands of years, you know, and, but, um, you know, when I, when I finally came into treatment, um, you know, and when I started to pray and to read the scriptures, um, you know, and go to church, I'd started to go when I was in residential, Mm -hmm. I'd go on Sundays and. You know that's that hope you know and and I'll remember when I moved down with my brother you know and I was we were on a job and I remember um my brother said uh the missionaries are on the phone uh want to talk to you and uh I remember talking to him and he says yeah can we come over and visit with you and I was like you know how did you get my number they're like well it's just in here on the you know on the computer saying that you're new to the ward. And, and we thought, you know, we, you would like to, to have, you know, maybe a, a lesson or something. And so, yeah, I said, sure. And, and I remember, um, you know, sitting at my brother's house and, um, you know, the elders corn president came over with the missionaries and knocked on the door. And, you know, I, I, something was telling me, I didn't want to answer it, but <laughs> you know, something yeah. was telling me, answer the door. And when I answered the door, I just started crying. I was filled with the Spirit. And uh, that's the hope, you know, that's letting hope in. And, uh, you know, and and he says, well, we sat down, we're visiting, and, you know, and, and he says, well, I want you to start coming to church and invite you to church. And then he says, but you know what? He says, something just told me that spirit told me that he, I want you to, that you might be interested in a, a, being a facilitator at a LDS 12 step meeting, you know? <laughs> and, uh, wow. you know, and I remember feeling that, like that grace, you know, our, our heavenly father's grace and his love and, and and his tender mercies, you know, I, I you know, it was just like, I felt loved for so many years. Like I yeah. went and, and even through training, you know, I went through treatment and I, you know, I loved it and felt love, but I really felt like I felt loved. I felt his arms around me. And I remember like, I, you know, I took that position at the, you know, as a facilitator, but you know, I, um, you know, everything I could do, like, you know, like I took I got a church calling, you know, I, you know, whatever, you know, I have the opportunity to minister to these families that are in the ward and you know i i have the opportunity to go and visit and sit down and i can even share my story with them you know and you know i had the opportunity to baptize this um this young lady and and her kids uh you know and and that's like a tender mercy you know but i got to share my story with her and she says you know what i'm in recovery too and I thought like it would be really, that's when she asked me if it would, if I would mind baptizing her. And, and so like, you know, it's just like the blessings. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just kept one after the other. Yeah. And here you are a facilitator in those 12 step meetings. Yeah. And is that once a week? Is that, yeah. 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 I'm sure they just love you there. Oh, man. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> and, you know, one thing I wanted to
1: share too with, yeah. with my dad and, and, uh, you know, like our relationship now is amazing. And, you know, the one thing that I, that I learned over the years is forgiveness. My dad's health hasn't been the best. um, Yeah. So I got to uh, go and give him a blessing the other day. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, like, you know, when it was all over, I... I remember Todd, I, you know, I reached, I kneeled down to his eye level and I looked at his eyes, you know, and his eyes were welled up and my dad doesn't cry, but I says, dad, I love you. I love you. And I gave him a hug and, you know, Todd, I, you know, this is what life's about. You know, it's about. You know it's it's not you know we all go through trials we go through our you know Mm -hmm. we go through troubles and 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 we hit rock bottom but you know what it's it's all about forgiving and you know to go through and i could just you know I, i love you dad and and to to help him out and and you know resentment you know it's not worth it resent resentments don't get you nowhere you know that's it got me to rebel and i rebelled for 20 something years And and you know I resentment breeds rebellion. It does, absolutely. And so I'm, you know, that's one thing. Is my relationship with my dad's amazing. Like I we talk like almost every day. That's awesome. You know you know it's like I I never you know it's like my dad calls. It's not like I avoid it. I'm like dad. Hey, what's
0: up? Yeah, like words before don't answer. Yeah, (laughs) right. Don't pick that one up. Yeah. Right. Right. Your Family's got to just be blown away, yeah, right now. Like in, in your brother, oh, yeah, who was there in those critical times, yeah, he's got to just look at you and go, Holy cow, this is amazing! Yeah, right, yeah, oh, yeah, he's and he's he's
1: a, <laughs> he's a stud, yeah. you know, he is like, and, and that's the thing is like, I'm so grateful for him and, and what he's done. In my life, and and you has, know,
0: it, what is, does his wife come around? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. they're yeah, they're you know, it's it took her a while, but and, and totally get it. Yeah, right. We talk about like yeah. I, we would talk about this in treatment where we train people not to trust us, and then we resent them for not trusting us. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they don't love us. Right. So what we need to do is own that piece of it. Yeah, and it goes away, and yeah. then over time, as they see you by your actions. Yeah. You know, people start to soften up. People yeah. go, hey, Weston's really got this. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's and, so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's awesome, man. You know, it's, it took, it, you know, and like you said, it, it some, some family, it, it took them a little bit longer, but yeah. like, I, you know, I had the opportunity to go through the temple and, and to get my endowments and, and it was amazing to have family there Yeah, to, to, to be there. And, oh, I
0: bet they were like, I can't believe yeah. we're here now. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's you know, 13 <laughs> months later, I'm picking them up in the back of Dollar Tree in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <and laughs> yeah. I mean, we Hungry. can laugh, but, but it's, it, I mean, yeah. that is that is the contrast. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful. And you've probably heard me say this in treatment, but I mean, I wrote this down as you're talking because this is kind of the theme of this podcast today. And your life mm. is the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Yeah. The greater the sinner, the greater the saint. And, dude, you are a saint, man. And everyone that comes in contact with you can feel it. I feel it. You blow me away, dude. And you inspire me more than you know. And I don't maybe express it enough. And here we are, though, face to face. And I'm going to tell you to your face, you inspire me to be a better person. Thank more you, than you even know. And uh, you'll you. be an inspiration. I can't wait to have 165,000 people hear this hear your story because you're going to inspire them to want to be better. And no matter what position they're in or where they're at or whether, if they believe in religion or not, every one of us can learn from you, dude.
1: Thank you, Todd. I want to, I want to shout out to you too, Todd. I, I'm so grateful for you and, and, and you really do. Like I, I'm like one of your, I mean, your biggest fans. Like I know, <laughs> you, you're like the first one to comment on everything. You're always, you know. I'm like, man, this guy's on fire.
0: Yeah, because you know, no, you, you I do.
1: appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome, and and you do so much good, and and you really inspire me. And and ever from, ever since I've came in here, like you you have set like you've helped me and and set a, a way, and and I look up to you, and I really and I'm grateful for all the good you do. Thank you. And and you know and and. I, you know, and I want to kind of touch base, mention something to the listeners too, if I can real quick, please, you know, uh, you know, we can all be really hard on ourselves at times. And I think if we have to love ourselves to remember to love ourselves, but to remember that they're, you know, your, your higher power, your, your God, whatever it may be that, you know, that he loves you and that no matter what we do, we can always find our way back yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've, you know, I think you mentioned it, the, the story of the, the prodigal son, like, and yeah. you know, dude, I, I listen to that and watch it all the time because like, I, I really, it's, it's a, it's a great parable.
0: It is amazing. Yeah. I love it. You know, the prodigal means uh wasteful son, the wasteful yeah. son goes and blows everything. And then as he's coming back home with his tail between his legs after losing everything, blowing it, doing some horrific things. The first thing the father has for him is compassion. Yeah. I love it. And that's the character of God. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's so much beautiful, you know, symbolism in that parable, but that one stands out the most to me. Just yeah. we can do all these like you said, these things that are bad, but God's there yeah. waiting. With forgiveness, love, and compassion, right? Yeah, and <laughs> love so it. awesome. Well, and it's and, and yeah, that's he's great always, advice, by the way. Thank you for you sharing know, you're that. You're welcome. And he's
1: always there, you know. And, and that's the thing is, like, we screw up and we go through a lot of, you know, it doesn't matter how many times, you know, he's there. And it's not like he's like, okay, well, you screwed up that time, you're you're done. He loves us yeah. all the same, yeah. and we're all brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. And and I think that yeah. you know, if we if we just you know just help him out and love help love others and to help others and yeah. to be there for them. And it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah.
0: Beautiful advice. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah, you're welcome. If Todd. people wanted to reach out to you to get to know you better or to maybe even ask you a question, yeah, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? So I have uh, on, on Facebook, uh, Weston
1: Clark on Facebook. I have a uh, Facebook and Instagram. It's Weston loves, Weston Clark loves, <laughs> let me
0: see. Love's life, love's something. life,
1: eighty-one. So yeah, so Weston Clark, eighty-one, love's life. Yes, okay. Yes, yeah. Yes. If I if I got that right, but yeah. I, I think I can give you the information, Todd, and you look can look it, it up. In um,
0: that. I'll I'll post it on there. But the, if they can't get a hold of you, reach out to me, and I'll yeah. I'll pass it along. But I challenge our listeners to reach out to you. Yeah. Because many of them are struggling. It might not be addiction, but on some level they're struggling, or they have a family member, or a son, or a daughter. I I encourage the parents listening to this. Share this with your children. Um, they need to maybe hear this from from Weston today, especially if they're struggling. And um, I, I just know that these words will, will fall and soften anyone's heart. And you just have a great countenance about you and a, you're very well spoken and just... You can just feel your love, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> thanks, Todd. I yeah. sure love you. No, I love you too, brother. And and
1: and and there's another. There's a twelve-step meeting. So if anybody's in the South region, yeah, uh, in Spanish Fork, it's a it's a LDS twelve-step. Yeah. If if anybody's interested, I, I yeah. facilitate that. You facilitate
0: it. You want to yeah. hear him firsthand? Go to go to that meeting. Yeah, there you <laughs> Those meetings are powerful. Yeah. They're so powerful. Yeah. I well, thank it. you, my friend. You're amazing, and I'm grateful that I know you. And thanks for being vulnerable today. And sharing your story uh, to all of us today. Thank you, Todd. I'm forever grateful. Yeah, I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Well, there you go, listeners. I told you it was going to be amazing. Weston Clark, please reach out to him if you can't get a hold of him. Reach out to me, and I'll pass it along. But uh, there you go. I've been I've been filled today, and hopefully you have as well. Please share this with all your friends and families. Especially those that you know might be struggling, sh- share this podcast with them, and I'll, you know, challenge you guys to, you know, you know, put a review down, uh, and that will help uh, get the word out even further. But uh, you guys have been so wonderful, faithful followers. Thank you so much again, Veracity Networks. Thank you for your, your, your sponsorship. And then one last thing, Paul Cardall. Thank you for the music that we heard at the beginning, at the end of this. He's given me permission to use his music. He's amazing, too, and it just brings such a spirit and love into this room when we do that. So anyway, Weston, you're amazing, and thanks for all your time today, brother. Hey, thanks, Todd. Love you. Love you. Till next time, everybody.